0: There are two animals that we are talking about today. One is beautiful and timid, playing music that would make any man or animal fall in love with the tune, whereas the other one is an extremely aggressive enemy of the first, killing it and any other animal that comes close to it. Today we talk about the Shadhava and the Carcadin. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host Lulu, and today we are talking about two different believable beasts. Neither of these beasts have a ton of information on them, so I couldn't really turn each of them into their own episode, but they do tie back to each other in, you know, the fact that they are enemies, and we're able to talk about both of them today, and so that's what we're going to do. Nothing new on my part. Um, We were going to waterproof this weekend and then the weather really turned on us and it just didn't work out. I literally have all of the stuff ready to start, you know, hardcore working on the studio. But now we're just waiting on that waterproofing to happen. So hang tight. If you're following me on TikTok, you would have already seen the first couple of steps into creating A studio for YouTube and recording, and to have guests on there. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And if you follow me on there, I'm so glad. And if you haven't, you could hop on over there and give me a follow and watch the process. I've had a really long week, and I am so excited to wind down with you guys for the weekend and to talk about these two beasts. Now, before we get into too much detail, I wanted to mention that the pronunciation of these names is unclear. Now it's not just unclear to me, who sucks at pronunciating anything, it's unclear to basically every single person that references it. Some people have markings over some of the letters in both of their names that does change the way it is pronounced. Others do not have it. There are some people who explain it as being said in one way and others explain it as being said in a different way. So really every single source you go to about these two beasts, you never get a definite way of how to say their name or how it's spelled or anything like that. So if I'm completely butchering how you know it, I am so sorry. I'm trying my hardest and there's not a definite way to say their names. So I Googled their names. And Google says that their names are pronounced Shad Hava and Karkadin. I really have almost no information on the Karkadin, so I want to apologize about that. Everything that I opened said the exact same thing that the last thing said, and it took me a really long time to try to find anything to really explain what this beast was. Because of that, we are going to start with a Shad Hava. Now, the Shadhava first seems to come from Muslim bestiaries. A bestiary, if you didn't know what it was, is some sort of book that talks about different beasts that are seen. Most of the times, these will be mythical beasts and with some information about those, like somebody has seen it. In these bestiaries, it talks about how these creatures like to live in dark forests, normal, very thick forests, and they have been, from time to time, seen in jungles or deserts. One of the first references of this beast was in 19 AD. In this reference, it speaks about how a man, whose name I'm hopefully not butchering, was Jabir Hayan. Now Jabir was gifted a single magical horn that sits on top of the Shaddhava's head. This horn is still said to be hanging and passed down from generation to generation. Now we will get into you know this horn and talk about it a little more, but I did want to mention really quick that these beasts are hunted by humans for the horn that sits on their head. And honestly, that's really the only reason these animals are hunted. They are not hunted for meat or their skin or anything like that, mostly just this horn. When a human tracks down this beast and kills it, they will strip the horn from its head and offer it to kings and people in power. This is because when you hang them up, they will play the most beautiful of music. That travels super super far and anybody that hears it is said to follow the music to see where it's coming from to come and listen so it really only makes sense if kings are hanging them you know in their castles or in their towns as a way to almost attract people to come to them but if you flip the horn the opposite direction it does the opposite thing it will actually make a very, very sad, shrill-like song that people will run away from or be moved to tears when listening to. Now these horns weren't just stripped off of these animals to give to kings. People did like to keep them for themselves and play them like flutes. Breathe into the proper side of the horn and play a beautiful flute-like song. The Shadhava is a lot like another breed of unicorns. A lot of people, probably you included, when I say the word unicorn think about these beautiful, magical, horse-like creatures that walk around and you can ride and they can talk to you. But the Shad Hava is not like that. It is not a beautiful, sparkly, single horned horse it is described as a single-horned deer-like beast. Most of the time, the Shadhava is actually black and has a bowl-like head on a deer-like body. The single horn that sits on its head is not like that smooth, perfect horn that you're probably imagining a normal unicorn has. It actually is kind of a weird looking hollowed out horn that branches off between 42 to 74 smaller antler pieces off of the main horn. These antler pieces are also hollow. With the horn being hollow, it allows air to pass through it and this is what causes the music that we talked about earlier. It is said that when the beast is facing towards a south wind, it will make this beautiful flute like sound. It will echo through forests and attracts anything that hears it. It can attract humans, animals, plants will start growing around it. Literally everything wants to come to this music. It is said that the Shadhava will have snakes. Wrap around its legs and birds land all over its body. Wasps will stick to it and flies will swarm it, as well as flowers will bloom. Everything just loves this music. But if it turns towards the north wind, its horn will make a shrill like noise. Every animal that was attracted in the first place will turn and run away humans will either run away or begin to sob while the shrill-like sad song plays and hits their ears the grass is even said to stand up on edge when the north song is playing one power in particular besides this music that i saw the shadhava possesses is the ability to talk to humans This does come from just a couple of the stories that I did read about it, but basically, if you talk to it and ask it questions, it will pretty much tell you anything you need to know if it has the answer. The story in particular that I did read this from was where a man was talking to this beast about the music that plays from its horn, and that is when it would explain, you know, the north and south winds and what it would do, And how all these things would come up to it and wrap around it, leading me at least to believe that it can talk to humans, at least in this one story. I did want to mention one of the biggest misconceptions that I have read about the Shadhava. Honestly, including the source that I first saw it on. I'm going to be honest, you guys. I first saw this creature on a TikTok. That described it as a scary, you know, beast that devours you. And that's one of the reasons why I started doing research on it myself. But during my own research, I discovered that that is not at all what the Shadhava does. Basically, every single one of my sources, except for I think one, talked about how it was a timid, weak beast that it loved to play music for these animals and people and it didn't necessarily like to play the sad song. It's this poor beast that's not the prettiest thing but plays the prettiest sound you'll ever hear. And that is why it is the target for humans to kill. Because it is weak, it is very easy to hunt down and kill this animal for its horn. It doesn't fight back. And honestly, you guys, its diet is berries. And plants and roots, it doesn't eat meat. Only one of my sources talks about how it is a dangerous creature. This source would state that the Shadhava would turn and play that beautiful music from its horn, luring a ton of people and animals to it that would sit around it, wrap around it, and just listen to this music. Once these animals and people had gathered around it, it would turn towards the north wind, creating that shrill-like song. But instead of causing sadness, it would cause anger. These animals and people around the Shadhavar would become enraged. They would all begin fighting and killing each other. When this fighting would start, it would shift its horns again and play a third song turning itself invisible so that none of the animals or humans would attack it. Because even in this version, this beast is very weak and cannot fight for itself. It cannot hunt for itself. So basically, lets the others around it do the fighting and hunting for it. Once most of these animals and people around it are dead, it will shift its horns once again. That will cause an eerie sad song. This song would make everybody around it, every person and animal that was alive, flee. They would turn and run. Once the coast was clear, it would shift its horns again and become revisible to anything around it. Then it would silence its horns and proceed to eat the flesh and the meat of these dead humans and animals that were laying around it. Like I said, it was using these people and animals to kill each other and basically hunt for it by using the music to control them. But like I said, this is a misconception. It does not eat meat, it does not attack things, it does not make other things attack each other, nothing like that. Where this misconception is thought to come from is when somebody either on purpose or on accident mixed another mystical beast with the story of the Shadhava. This beast is called the Sirani, I believe, and it is a predator that looks a lot like a wolf. This wolf has 12 different holes in its snout that will play music and lure victims to it. This will be beautiful music, and it will wait until it has a bunch of creatures around it. Then it will attack it and feast on their flesh. And it does sound like this is definitely a case where somebody is mixing two different but very similar creatures together to create another story. One of the other enemies of the Shadhava is the Karkadin. Now The karkadin is also a very unicorn-type creature that does come from the Muslim culture as well. It, though, instead of being that beautiful, perfect, sparkly horse, is described as a scaly black buffalo-type animal with donkey ears and a dewlap on it. Now, I'm going to be honest, you guys, I did not know what a dewlap was, so I looked it up. A dewlap is loose skin that hangs from the throat of an animal. The Carcadan walks on four legs and has three different yellow hooves on every single one of its feet. Paired with this, it also has a very short tail, low hanging eyes, and one single horn that grows towards the sky. But it is not timid and creating these beautiful songs for other animals. It is the complete and total opposite. It is a very scary, violent beast, and it does not like anything around it. If there is literally any animal around it besides a ring dove, it will kill it. This is why the Karkadan and the Shad are enemies. Because if the Karkadan hears that beautiful music, just like the other animals, it will flock towards the Shad once it gets around other animals, it will become enraged whether or not it is listening to this beautiful tune, and then it will kill the Shadhava. This beast is so angry and mean that there are stories of the Karkadan spotting an elephant, which it severely hates. In a fit of rage, the Karkadan will turn and Sharpen its horn on a tree, or a rock, or rub it on the ground, anything it can do to make it sharper. Then it will run towards this elephant and stab it underneath the throat, sticking this poor, gigantic elephant onto its head. No matter what it does, the Carcadine cannot remove the now deceased elephant from its horn and it will continue to walk around and kill other animals with this elephant attached to its head. Because this is a deceased animal, it will begin to decompose on top of the head of the carcadan, and the heat from the sun will cause the fat on the elephant to melt and begin to run down the face of the carcadan. This will in turn blind the creature. And it will usually walk around blind, stumbling, trying to find some way to basically clean itself up. I did see usually when this does happen to the carcadan, a ginormous bird will swoop down and pick up the carcadan and the deceased elephant. It will fly it to its nest and feed both of these creatures to its offspring. Another interesting thing I saw about the carcadan is unlike the horn of the Shadhava, the horn of the Karkadan does not hold any magical powers. This is basically a bone horn that's super strong and doesn't do anything. The only thing that I did see that the Karkadan's horn holds is basically medicine. If a human or an animal, if they could figure it out, killed a Karkadan and Took its horn with them. The inside of this horn contains the cure for epilepsy and bowel issues, the cure for different kinds of poisons, and really anything that you would need a cure for. It is stored in the horn of the carcadan. But because the carcadan is severely angry and dangerous, and it's very, very hard to kill them. People do not often go out to hunt the carcadan and harvest from its horn because most of the medicines and cures that we have, we've been able to create out of other things. We don't necessarily need the horn for the cure. And that's basically all of the information I have about these two. Like I said, there really wasn't a lot about them, but especially when I saw that TikTok that was talking about how dangerous the Shadhava was... I knew I wanted to talk about it. And when I began doing my research, I knew even more that we needed to talk about this, at least the Shadhava, because there is a lot of misconception out there about it. And everything that I read, 90% of the articles and the stories were that this was a very kind beast. It is not a carnivore. It does not eat meat. It does not attack things. But the Karkadan, on the other hand, does. The Kargadan and the Shadhava are born enemies, mostly just because the Kargadan likes to kill anything around it. They seem like they are very similar creatures in the fact that they both have singular horns, and it almost seems like they could be in a family type tree together, but they are not. The Kargadan and the Shadhava may share a single horn and a couple similarities, but they're enemies. I did see, interestingly enough, that they sometimes do have offspring together. The stories of their offspring are terrifying. It's said that they look a lot like the purebred versions of one of the two. Most of the time the Shadhava. but with the anger and the temper of the Karkadams. If it is an offspring of the two, this Shadhava-looking creature will hunt and kill things around it just like the Karkadan. It is possible that maybe where the mix-up of the Shadhava being dangerous comes from the offspring of the two creatures. If somebody mistaked the baby of these creatures as a purebred Shadhava, I could see how they would be led to believe that this beast was dangerous. Because not only are these offspring dangerous, they are unstable. One minute they could be really sweet and nice and playing a beautiful song, and the next minute they could be hanging you on their horn and letting the sun melt the flesh and fat all over them. They're unstable, they're scary, but it's possible that these two can have offspring together. The Shadhava is now said to be nearly extinct, with the Karkadan hunting and killing this almost defenseless animals, to humans hunting and killing them for the music that their horns make. Almost every single one of these mystical beasts have been killed. It is said that only two herds of the Shadhava are now alive, and they are living in a protected area. And these herds are protected at all costs. This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folk tells. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.